Welcome back, everybody, to the Actress Girl Super Show, where I last left off. I was joined by Chris Lee. We gathered his thoughts about Actress in 2023. And today, I'm joined by Yannick, one-third of Dramatic Dream Dragons. How are you doing, Yannick? Asanoda, very happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, I'm doing good. No problem. This is your first time here. Yes, and it's my first... I thought it was my first time talking about Actress. Um, but if I remember correctly, I did talk a little bit um, about it with Peps on his show on the Poor Gems. Mm, interesting. Acris is a promotion that doesn't really get too much coverage. But today, since, as you know, we're doing the show, and you haven't been able to talk about it on air, why don't you give us your thoughts about the Corkin, the 1229 Corkin that just passed us by? Um, overall, I think it's a pretty good show. Um, I really enjoyed the start of it, and then it had a little bit of a of a struggling part, but with the main event, I took a huge victory lap. I called it. I'm so happy. Mari is the uh, is the new champion, and that's all I need. Yeah, Mari winning was like the cherry on top for the year, and you know we went to a point throughout the year where. You know, as I was talking to multiple people, we weren't really sure if Mari really wanted to be a champion or she was, yeah. even, like, considering challenging. And just, um, as you know, like, the her when she won, that guttural yell, she let out a victory. And just, like, the slow realization on her face of, like, the emotion setting in for her really capt- encapsulated that moment. Like, Mari just is the personification of coolness. She She just has it down. And... I really do like when the troopers get rewarded. Mm, like a few a few months ago, I was like, "Yeah, I really I would like to end this great run that Miku is on." And I don't think they could have gone wrong if Miku just won. But I would like to end this with Mari, and that it worked on like on the first try. That's just the better. Yeah, and um, how we got there. Everybody pinned someone else that has already Yeah, it was the triangle. And then for Mari, it felt like this is like kind of a reward for like the rest of the roster because you could like everybody else is out. Like the whole roster was out for this main event or second in the match. And it kind of felt like this was like a thank you from them to her. Like, thank you for taking care of us because, you know, Mari took that step back to, you know, help develop and train Mm. the the young talent, the young roster they've uh, acquired. But like this is like the moment where like okay, thank you for uh, stepping back and allowing us to shine. Now it's your turn. Totally, and I think the booking, especially in this, it's just very visible mm-hmm. um, or easily pointed to. Um, I don't think you necessarily notice it, but if you look at it a, bit, a little bit closer, the booking just becomes incredibly impressive. Um, like Fuka is doing a great job with it. Yeah, and like there's a there's a little like the little talking point, a little note to add here is, um, Miku has never beaten Mari in a singles match, even going way back to their first encounter. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, Miku has never beaten Mari in the singles match, and coming into this, like obviously this is a very very different uh, Miku than the last time she beat her in 2021. Like she is like the AC is the champion. But Mari is 100% the face of this promotion. So for me yes. to fail once again to beat Mari, 
you know, maybe eventually she'll get there, but you know, for it to continue to be like she still can't beat Mari. That's a very interesting um, dynamic they have because Miku is the clear shining ace, but Mari is actress girls. It's, it's a little bit of a of a Okada Tanahashi dynamic mm-hmm. that where Okada is also like the unbeatable ace. The difference there is that Tanahashi himself was this once, and Mori never really, but she's, yeah, she's the personification. I think if you just only see her, you get a, a really good view at what actress is in 2023, which I don't necessarily think you have with Miku, because Miku stands out that much in this roster. That Miku definitely stands out, and like even before the title tournament and before the, you know, the championship was even a thought, you know, she was the appointed ace by a lot, a majority of the fans, even people in within the promotion. Like obviously, a lot of people touted Koki as the future ace, but yeah. as of right now, where we stand in the present, it's obviously Miku. Just the way she totally carries yeah. it off, and the way like the way she's developed her moveset over time. She does her finishes. Her finishes were never stale. She used multiple moves to end matches throughout the year and also like how she wrestled her title matches she she was basically standing there and saying yes i'm the ace what are you gonna do about it and i think there is no match that showed it better than the azahi defense where azahi just had to work and work and work for miku to even acknowledge her and with with the selling yeah, and that's a large reason why Asahi even came over is to wrestle Miku. So, okay, that's like a big, always a big reason is that um, Asahi, when she left Ice Ribbon, outside of like the external factors with with Ice Ribbon itself, yeah, uh, was she wanted to keep wrestling Miku. So when she came over, obviously, like the first thing she wanted to do was like get to Miku and get down me, to the <laughs> Yeah, she had to wait in line. Misa, I think Misa got to her first. Or the well, I forget who it was. One of the, one of the two got there first. We talk about it um, a bit later, but like these two are together in the best match of the year for me. Yeah. Uh, let's move it on to um, what made you a fan of Acros Girls. What drew you into the promotion? Um, Sandra and Belke did, um, because we did these watch parties, like watch alongs. Um, and I had to miss a few, and at the start it was kind of iffy, but like, okay, yeah, I'll join you, I'll watch this. I'm obviously very good friends with both of them, and I got more and more invested, and and then one day, okay, yeah, I go back and, like, watch everything since the reboot happened. Um, and I think that's that's really it. It's like also with with what makes the the promotion special with like how insular it is. I think they're very distinct uh, things about actors that that are special that have more, and that's just just interesting. But I think what really made me a fan like. The the we have around it. Yeah. 
they do a very good job at establishing their own individuality in you know in this little wrestling bubble that we have totally like for for one for me it's it's a pure vibration mm-hmm. like they do so many many things so right like the book is top notch the wrestling is great i think the comedy works and that all works uh, into the vibes but like i would probably still be watching if one or two of those would would not apply but they all do so it it works and it all works together to be a very distinct product and a very consistent product but um like i think when i did my like match of the year and or my my ballots for the for all the awards that i voted in they're they're getting more and more every year um it was like promotion of the year is it actress or is it all japan now what what did i actually like more so i think that speaks a lot and this is my first year that i fully watched watched them I've seen my first actress show in 2022, and like this year, I've seen every single show that happened. Mm-hmm. Well, definitely, one percent. They've done a very good. Uh, they've very, done a very good job this year. You know, establishing themselves with this new regime in place and everything they've had to go through with you know people leave. You know, the whole issue and incident with when the turnover was happening, nobody really knew what was going on. But we're right now where it stands with. The, the Corrigan behind us in 2022, 2023 in the rearview mirror. What was your favorite moment from the year? That's very funny. Um, because moments-wise, I often don't remember them because I don't do a list. Um, I don't think, like, do a folder of, of the tweets I made about it, which would probably be, like, the best way to, mm-hmm. to look back what I enjoyed the most. Um, but what I remember, and that's also a watch party thing, um, that was in in November. Um, and we were very high on Miku, as always, um, and very, very low on Kyoka EY. That was after she turned face again. And like at the start of the year, I didn't get her. I didn't really like her. Then she turned heel, and I noticed, oh wow, now she's a really good wrestler, and she has the character to to support it now. And then she turned face again. It's all very confusing. Um, then the match it was Ice against uh, Miku and Kira On. Hmm, interesting, interesting choice. And it there is a segment in this match where Miku is just punishing Kyoka. And it's like the most I've seen Miku do, do and she has done many brutal things. And I, like I've referenced this so much. I went back and watched this segment multiple times. I think I have to, to mention this here. And it's just one woman murdering another one. Mm-hmm. A very similar situation happened when uh, Kyoka took on Mari in the singles match 
in the I think I believe it was yeah. November as well. Or no, it was the early December. Or no, no. Yeah, it was either late Dece- late November, or early December, and then Mari just beat her down. Um, it was late November. Yeah, okay. That was a really good match, though. I enjoyed mm-hmm. that. It was right before we got into the uh, number one contendership stuff. Mm. But let's move along here. Uh, who was your actress of the year? Oh, it's it's Miku without a question. Ding, ding, ding. Um, like Miku has been the best champion in all of wrestling, and yeah, she she gave this promotion something like uh, something special, something new that like the rest of the roster could give it, and it's on the the highest possible caliber. It's mm. there's no other choice. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Obviously, you know, first champion uh, really set the tone, helped a lot of these uh, young talents get their first big moments with challenging her or even having a match with being in a match with her, let alone a singles match. Because as I brought up earlier with uh, multiple people, it's he's only had 14 singles matches this year and only lost twice. One was against Maru in the Jojoshi Proto show. And then the second was the loss against Mari in the title match. So Mari really helps establish that prestige of not only holding the championship and setting the tone for what's to come, but just the fact that the prestige of being able just to challenge for the championship, the only one person has held. She's done a very good job of that this year. Totally, totally. And then speaking, uh, moving along here, uh, what was your breakout star of the year? Breakout star is hard because I'm not watching that much like I, I went back and watched everything in 2022 I've I seen a few shows back then um, but it's all like very rushed so I feel like a few months into the year I've, I really got going and like what do you how do you want to approach this because like it's hard to give like a rookie like most improved status um, when when it's basically the basically expected from them. I know breakout doesn't necessarily mean most improved, but like from from that point on, I think Chica, Gochika has really made a strong point for her. I think Naho has won a lot, a lot of profile, but for me, I have to go with Ayano, who is also my favorite. Yeah, Ayano is great. Like a lot of her early stuff with uh, Beast Rebounds. She got her character first. She developed her persona beforehand. And then she, you know, leaned into it and got fully into it. Then the wrestling came afterwards for her. She's one of the few I knew before I started watching. Yeah, she's been around um, because, for a minute for them. Yeah, um, I think I saw her in, in Ichigaya first. Mm-hmm. I think she debuted in 2018. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, she's been around for a minute. But yeah, Iri is great. Unfortunately, you know, she's down with the injury right now. But she can still lead uh, Beast Rebellions from the Shadow with Act going over to the States. Um, was there anything in particular that stood out for you for Iri this year? She, uh, yeah, she just also, like, she won a lot of profile. I think she she got a lot better in the ring also. Um of the, I don't think the the title match really holds up with with the other ones Miku has had, 
Mm. But still, it was a very good match, and I don't think it's a match she could have had like two years ago. Definitely, like it was a. It definitely stands out from the field, not in a bad way, but like it's a tough crowd to follow, right there. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But even just getting to Miki was an accomplishment, accomplishment in itself. Oh, totally, and like she is a standout, standout character now. As uh. As we're talking about breakout stars here, is there anybody that you're looking out for in 2024 heading into this year? Sure. I think someone that wrestling-wise we can look out for is definitely Natsuki. Well, I love Natsuki. I, I think she underrated. is. Yeah, she's propped up to do great things. But I have my, my agenda for this year, and I have to push it. Because in the last few months... I really, really got to enjoy Konamiku. Konamiku is gonna show it all to show it to you all. And she's gotten so good. Have you seen on the on the Corican? Like she did two moves in that whole match, but she did them over and over again, and she went hard. I've been big on the Konamiku train for a while. Yeah, she's she's awesome. Like we, like uh, me, Jabroni, Pedro, we call her the MVP because everything she did for the company at the time. While she wasn't really getting booked in matches, you know, she was doing tickets, she was handling merch, she was doing yeah. ring announcing, she was, you know, timekeeper, and then she would have a match on the same show. I think once um, Mizuka and Yumi came back and started doing the ring announcing again, uh, I think she really got to, that's when she got more, uh, put in more matches, and, you know, obviously she got to re, uh, regroup with her update plus teammates. She really gets to shine, though, like, she has that fight, like, she has that indomitable spirit, like, I call it, uh, she's small but mighty. You know, you know, you can say that about her. I wish I had this appreciation for her that when I was there. Well, she wasn't on the book that I wasn't booked on the show I attended. Mm-hmm. She's great. Like she's definitely someone that you know can get lost in the shuffle, lost in the crowd with like how strong. You know, now that they have this super unit going with update and uh, Teppin, she's still gonna stand out. And you know, she has the team. She has the tag team with Sakura, which is Another great talent in herself, but Konamiku is definitely someone that has deserved, and I'm really glad that you right now are giving her flowers. Yeah, I'm expecting great things. One hundred percent. She deserves it. She's been a, a rock for this company. She's been a someone to help stabilize with what was going on. But for you, Yannick, yeah. What makes Actress Girl special? What is the thing that, or things for you that are like, yeah, this is this is different from everything else? Um, I alluded to it uh, a little bit beforehand. Um, they they don't really care what is going on around them. Like, you could be an actress, an actress fan, and have no clue what what wrestling is or you know is about. And I think that really, it really just works. Um, but they do some things just extremely well. For example, like two thirds of this roster are just not experienced. They're all rookies, basically. Um, and I love rookie wrestling. So that's just just very interesting to me. Um, but also with the booking, I think they have the best unit system going on right now. It's just like it just makes sense um how they how they organize themselves. But still 
they don't really take themselves seriously. Um, everybody basically can team can tag with everybody else, but like when it counts, when it matters, like storyline wise, they really take it seriously. Mm-hmm. Just, go ahead. Sorry. Um, yeah, it it's just it's very cohesive as a product, as a show, and not just as a show, you know, one day, um, but like over the whole year, there is nothing I would point to that is, that I would say, yeah, that's, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. Uh, one thing that they do really well and they reward you for as a fan is continuity. Like with this. Yes, totally, if, totally. If you, if you are watching and you pay attention to like little subtle details, yeah. Or do when like when something happens, you're like, oh, okay. I remember when they did this, and then seeing the payoff where you're like, okay, that's great. What and... I also like, um, for the, you know, for the watch parties and for the community stuff, is that actress girls is awesome for for the the tribalism and the bits. Mm-hmm. Just okay. like, just fighting for your fighting for your own. Faction for your preferred yeah. faction. I can never tell that, especially not to Sandra. But I do actually love, really do love all the factions, all of them, even Tappen. But never tell them that, please. <laughs> They're all great. And uh, as you're saying, like with the uh, the bits, is one thing that they do that not a lot of promotions do is post match stuff. But it's not just someone cutting a promo and calling someone out or asking for a match or, you know, some, you know, some of us like they have comedy bits in there. They have serious bits. So like you can get like a, you get a bit of everything throughout the show. Totally. And then same thing as we were mentioning earlier about the tag stuff. Like one thing I do like about this, like obviously we said like the, uh, out of unit tags, like the, uh, cross cross unit tag teams, you get a lot of those, yeah. but we also get like, the units can mismatch with each other. Like you, you'll, one one show you'll see me and Konamik. One show one show you'll see me and Sakura. Then you'll see Sakura and me, or you'll see you know Chika and Koki, or Koki and Natsuki, or uh, Natsumi and Natsuki. You know you'll see different variations of each faction, not just oh these two are the tag team in this unit. Yes, while that's true, it's also impressive that they have like established fixed tag teams. Um. You know, like Koki and, and Natsuki, or Naru and Mari, um, or and speaking of Naru and Mari, like they're not neither of them are affiliated. They're just the tag. No, team. no, but like they have like fixed tag teams that you you can expect. Mm-hmm. You see them, okay, like now that they're teaming together, I think their their chances of winning are actually way higher than if they had like another tag partner, respectively. Yeah. But they don't a... have tag titles. Like they don't have a division. No, they, they had the tag tournament last year, which was run by Bright Rock, which is another another defunct tag team, which was Kyoko Y and Natsumi Sumikawa. But you know, the tag team stuff that has been excellent this year. You know, a lot of people get to shine in these tag matches for this company, mm. and it's a really good thing that they do. And if they do another t- uh, tag team tournament, they should one hundred percent bring in tag team titles because, like we we're saying, like uh, uh, with uh, Mari and Naru, like they're a tag team, but they have this level of uh, cohesivity. You know they have a what's what's the word coordination. That's what I was looking for. Ah. <laughs> yeah, they have this. Uh, definitely, they have this special co- uh, coordination with each other. 
not only obviously like they have the ARG, you know, their their uh, team in ARG Shella, but you know they don't rub off. They don't say anything about that. It's like it's a whole another different canon from Actress Girls. ARG is, but you can definitely see like they're comfortable with each other in the ring. Naru and Mari, and then you also have um, now they just had the ta- they just had the title match, but uh, Miku and Mari are a tag team as well. They are, and I really like how they um, like they play the yes, we are veterans, and you know we are the actress and the. And the ace, and we're stronger than anybody else here, basically. But do we really like to tag together, or do we just do it? Yeah, <laughs> there's always the... a little bit of doubt in there. Yeah, I call them the frenemies. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Because they're uh, they're great together, but they also have a lot of miscommunication. Mm. Um. As as we begin to wind down here, I wanted to get your thoughts on we you touched on it a little bit earlier about like the communal stuff and watching it with people like that obviously adds a lot to the experience of any watching any uh, wrestling like there's something special about watch, watching wrestling live together with other people that you can't yeah. get like you you're gonna lose something watching it by yourself but just watching a show all the way through with a, a group of people definitely enhances that experience but for you throughout the year. And um, I don't know if you went to a show while you're in Japan, but like, what was, I was yeah? What was your personal like viewing experience this year, as well as your live experience? Um, that definitely is a show that benefits from from the watching it. Um, it's just it's just not the same, even though it's very um, it's very enjoyable. Also, if you watch it watch it alone, so I. I tried to catch it all um, in the watch party, yeah. and that was yeah my my favorite thing to do this year. Um, being there live was also cool, cool because I set up, uh, I set up a meeting with a friend I met when I was over over there in Tokyo, and we went to the show together. Um, was all kind of last minute, so I sat front row. He sat front row on the other side of the ring, um, and it was not a it was not a big show. It was during the unit tournament, um, and, and it felt very very close, very familiar. Um, like yeah. Booker's kids were running around the ring. Yeah, the, the kids are always there. There's definitely a very cozy environment that they have. Yes, cozy is a very good word for it. And like every everyone, especially you know the performers, were so so nice. Um, and you know, if the listeners, I think on every podcast it gets reiterated, but like for the listeners, if you are there, please book your ticket over Marino. She's so helpful. Um, and mm-hmm. it was like the easiest thing in the world, getting getting the ticket for actress. Just message her. Shout out, yeah! Shout out to the squirrel. Shout out to the squirrel, the hero. As a gather yeah, our final thoughts here. What was your match of the year? Um, 
I think my matchups here is a bit off the beaten path, although it probably gets a mention or two. Um, for it, like all my matches in contention have like have Miku involvement. Um, that's like on the Yeah, like match number two and three, or I think Miku versus Mari and Miku versus Asahi. Um, but my match of the year is the three-way tag match. Um, that main event is Shinkiba in April or something. Um, it's Asahi and Misa in like their second match together um, against Mari and Miku and the team of the Royal uh, Koki and Natsuki. That match rolled. Yes, like that. That are like 15 perfect minutes. You have like the the veterans, the frenemies. You have the the new tag team that obviously have great great chemistry and you have the the rookie team and they they get treated as such so everything they do is like uh, that koki and natsuki do is like treated with like rev- uh, reverence like oh no they are good but that they are able to do it is you know to the to the veterans or to the new team like that's that means something it feels everything has weight and i've seen it multiple times I I really do love this match. Yeah, I, I agree. The match was fantastic, and the cool thing too is like seeing you no know, tapping the tapping when it started to where they're at now. You can definitely hundred percent see that growth. But the nine, this those two, but the people they brought on with them. Totally, totally. Yeah, thank you, Yannick, for coming on. Please tell the people where they can find you. Thank you for having me. As you said at the start, I'm a part of the Dramatic Dream Dragons. Um, I do that with Sandra and with Dylan Fox. We talk about Dragon Gate and DDT on a weekly basis. Um, I also do from time to time the dramatic specials. And I just had uh, Pedro on there. Shout out, Pedro. Shout out. That was a really great episode. And there we look at the fans, not necessarily at the, at the wrestling. So we talked a lot about Strong Stylish, actually. I heard my name. It was it was surreal. Yes. It, was, it was a surreal experience to hear my name being brought up. But thank you guys for mentioning me and you know the having him on, especially you know letting him talk about his own thoughts was fantastic to hear. Exactly. Yeah, you can find me on there or on Twitter under at Spadoosh. Spadoosh. Welcome back, everybody, to the Actress Girls Super Show. Last, where I last left off, I was talking to Yannick, one third of Dramatic Dream Dragons, and joining me now is another third of Dramatic Dream Dragons, as well as a host of Actress Stage. I'm joined by Sandra Bjorn. How are you doing, Sandra? Hi. Uh, yeah, this is a crazy experience. Back to back Dramatic Dream Dragons uh, <laughs> co host. You won't get the third because he does not watch Actress Girls. <laughs> Unfortunately. As much- as much as we try, he refuses to. Uh, but yeah, you should be. You fine. got, you got the dramatic and you got the dragon, so you <laughs> have have two of the, two parts. <laughs> Just missing the dream, like Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, true. Alrighty, you recently just did your review of the Accurate Girls Corrigan. Yeah, and also like a year, uh, 2023 year in review kind of uh, episode. Uh, of Actress Stage, the podcast me and Delke do. Um, 
which is a relatively new podcast. Uh, we started in November of uh, of 2023. And it's basically because we were so into Actress Girls over the 2023 that we just had to do it. Yeah, it's always nice to have more voices on, the, on promotion like this. That doesn't get enough love. Yeah, so true. Let's let's kick it off here. Um, speaking of Actress Girls, what made you a fan of the promotion? What got you in? What drew you into this place? Um... Well, it's Velke. Uh, Velke uh, started asking me if I wanted to get uh, watch Actress Girls with him in our Discord, which we kind of are co-owners of. And um, so we started doing watch-alongs for the shows and in, tw- in 2022. But those were kind of like uh, light-hearted. And uh, like, I didn't really take it that seriously. I didn't really care that much. But then I started really connecting with the wrestlers over the, over the last couple of months of 2022. And in the start of 2023, I was pretty bought in. Like, I was pretty, like, uh, ready to see what uh, the promotion had in store for the year. And with the title tournament uh, coming along, I got really invested into that. Uh, and Which was a very great, like, thing to get invested in. Because you you had your favorites that you wanted to uh, win, even though there was an winner. Uh, and you wanted to root for them and stuff like that. And when you watch it, when you watch each show with one of your best friends in pro wrestling, it kind of just enhances the experience way more. And out of that, a podcast even got born. Born. So <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, what watching wrestling as a community can do, it always enhances, as you said. And you know, there's always that aspect of something. There's some there's a feeling you can't describe where you they'll get lost if you watch something on your own than when you watch it with other people. Yeah, and via that I kind of got like really invested into uh, the the wrestlers and especially the units when they came into play like really heavily. Like I rem I uh, this is going to go into favorite moment, but I still remember the moment in Corican when Chiaki turned on the Royal and joined Beast Rebellion. That was like. Right out of Dragon Gate, <laughs> which is like anyone that knows me knows that I will pop for that. It tugged on your heartstrings. Yeah, and, and that was like such an awesome moment, and I, I was like, okay, so they're they're going to do like Dragon Gate style unit uh, warfare this year, and they basically continue to do it, and now I'm looking forward to f- future heel heel turns in uh, 2024. We have some on the horizon. Or baby face turns also. Yeah, there's a lot of different directions we can go here and before yeah. with Acris. But speaking of moments, what was your favorite moment from 2023? Uh, so it definitely, the Shiaki turn on the Royal is definitely very, very high up there. Um, I think uh, one of my favorite moments is also when Ashai pinned Misa. No, uh, Miku. And was the first one to pin Miku in like three years <laughs> that was so so out of nowhere and like made the watch along party explode with, because like everyone are, are used to like Miku either always winning or if she's losing she it's always her uh, partner who t- takes the pin and I was I was re- like that bought in so much momentum in Ashai's uh, like hope for the title <laughs> and yeah that was pretty cool um yeah, another one off the top of my head is, of course, the, like, end of the year 
with uh, Miku and Mari hugging after the match. That was so like fulfilling. Like I I, I wanted uh, I it felt like such a because their their story was so connected throughout the year. Like they were always teaming up against like these units and these young people who want to take their spot and they were like defending their spot as the main eventers. And then they had this great match at the year in Corrigan and just embraced after it and thanked each other for the year. That was pretty awesome. It was. But yeah, Shiaki, the Shiaki turn is probably the highest though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Shiaki turning on the Royal and you yeah. know, kind of setting things in motion for her for her rest of the year. Yeah, I, th- I think that is my highest one. Yeah, and then as you said, like with Asahi, uh, pinning Miku was a big shiny moment for her. And, you know, Miku obviously being a big reason why she's even in Acres Girls moving over from yeah. Ice Ribbon. External factors aside, the fact she just wanted to wrestle Miku more. And, you know, she got the opportunity. Not only she, she may have failed in her single attempt, but pinning her in a tag match is a feat in, in, in a bit of itself. Yeah. And then obviously the ending of the Corrigan, very emotional, very, very emotional for everybody involved. Wish we would have seen it live. <laughs> uh, I wish we could have. Uh, thankfully, they uploaded it, and we didn't have to wait till uh, February to watch it. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> well, speaking of main event matches, what was your favorite match of the year? Uh, my favorite match of the year is one that I'm I probably going to be alone in. Uh, my favorite match is uh, Miku Ano versus Mizumatsui from um, June uh, for the title. I it it has the bias of Mizumatsui being my favorite wrestler on the on the roster, uh, but it also I just love the story of Misa being so angry at Miku for t- taking the spot she means belongs to her, and she hated the the fact that she hates how much uh, Miku was like chosen to be the, the 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 ace and the the leading the leading star, and I. I loved Misa's aggression throughout the match, and the work throughout the match was so well from both, of course. But I, this, the whole story of Misa in that match was just something I will go back to every time I get the chance. Uh, it's it, it it is free on the YouTube, so everyone can go watch it. <laughs> That's also a good thing that they're they've been great at is uploading the title matches, at least in some of the big tags that they do. Yeah, onto their YouTube for people to check out for free, which is a good way to get eyes on the promotion. But as you're saying, the whole story with Misa and uh, Miku, Misa being like, "Why is she the ace?" You know, the whole rivalry was born out of it. It was really well done, and the fact that when we got the title match, it really boiled down to, you know, now's your chance to show her like what you got. And you know, this is like the first big challenge where like Miku finally got to sit someone down and shut them up. Yeah, and she Misa was like very very aggressive in in that match and you could see her desperation to beat miku uh was so high which was great and you could see it slowly in the match like misa realizing that she can't she can't keep her down yeah uh also shout out uh the three-way tag from uh april yeah uh, M- mari and miku ano versus royal Ko- koki and natsuki versus asha and misa uh Motu. that was like Teppin's second match ever, and uh, it's fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah, that was a big match for a lot of us that during the time we were like, we wanted to show that to everybody to help yeah. them yeah. get eyes, like get eyes in this promotion and get people interested in it. Because you can't, you know, you watch that match and you're gonna be you're gonna be blown away by what you're seeing. Yeah. As we move along here, who was your actress of the year? So 
I gushed about this on actress stage yesterday when we recorded, and it came out uh, right a- right before I went to bed yesterday. So it's out. Uh, everyone can listen to it. Uh, this will probably be even later. So, uh, but yeah, go to the Five Star Network YouTube channel and listen to Actress Stage episode three, and you will get to hear me gush about this whole ra- year for her. But uh, yeah, Miko Ano, <laughs> it's it, it really isn't any choice for me here. <laughs> Uh, Miku just the title reign, all the preview tags for the, those title matches, everything. It's just she had an amazing year. She, like she was, not only was she the best in actress girls this year, this year she was the best in Joshi overall, and one of the best like out, uh, one of the best world champions in all of Japan. Yeah, definitely, she was someone when the. Uh conversations for the rest of the year started coming around nobody had her which was very unfortunate because you know i wish more people were watching like i know there are people out there that may have checked actress actress girls out like a few times throughout the year or maybe they only watched the big shows but she's definitely someone that deserves more flowers and as you were saying you know her whole title reign we couldn't have picked a better person here to establish this championship and develop its prestige and give it that shine and luster that so deservedly has yeah you know, a lot, a lot of big things with Miku is um, she only had 14 singles matches this year, and she only lost two of them: one non-title and the loss to Mari at the Korokin. But you know, I think she brought back kind of like that luster of you know getting to the champion means a lot to these girls. You know, you don't necessarily have to be the champion right now to get a shining moment or a definitive moment in your career. Because you know, unfortunately, you know this would be like the highest a lot of these girls will ever get is just challenging for the belt. But the fact that we got here this year with her and the way she's able been able to establish this championship for this company and losing it to the face at the end of the year, sitting in motion was to come for 2024. I think Miku rightfully deserves actress of the year. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. Um, as we, as we uh, move along here, do you have a, who was your breakout star of the year? So, since I started watching like halfway through 2022, um, like all of these people are pretty much breakout people for me. But I will say that since she has throughout the year become one of my favorite Joshis in all of wrestling, uh, like one of my favorite wrestlers to watch in every all everything, uh, I will say Misama too uh, because her surrounding herself with Teppen has given her like a direction that she didn't have before Teppen was formed and a character that I that I just love. <laughs> and um, she is such a highlight every time I, I watch her wrestle and her and Ashai is like probably the best uh, like tag team uh, they can have if they wouldn't do Mari and Miku like every show, which they want of course. Uh, but I, I Misa is definitely like the one that uh, is the breakout because before this year I wouldn't have uh, like considered her any anywhere top. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't be any any kind of fan of her before this year, but after this year I am she is one of my favorites. Yeah, definitely, she's very deserved, uh, very deservedly appointed the speed star. She's very yeah. very much coming to her own this year. Like it was kind of uh, a mystery how her and Asahi would work together for Teppin, you know, with, with their egos clash. But they've done a very good job of, you know, working cooperatively to uh, 
develop Teppen and bring in, you know, other members like they brought in Naho, they brought in Catmask, and people of that nature. You know, obviously Saihara tried to join and failed in her attempts to win her proving matches. But yeah. Teppen where it stands, you know, we, now we have the, the super faction with Update. We have an interesting time here because, you know, now they have the, the uh, in the ranks, the likes of Sakura Mijishima, Konamik, me, you know, the, now we can get more interesting tags. Like, um, was it now we had, now we can get the, the, no, they're not the same faction. I was going to say Natsuki and Nagisa, but they're not, Natsuki is not involved here. But, you know, now these, now these units can combine their forces and, you know, make more interesting uh, combinations of tag teams. Yeah. Uh, for the record, I think Marina would have joined if she wouldn't have if she hadn't gotten hurt, uh, and it's kind of it kind of sucks that she got hurt because she could have been been, been a good member of Teppen. Yes, Ihara, unfortunately, you know her unfortunate injury during the year, but they did go do a good job of keeping her in the audience's mind. You know, having her run down the card at the beginning of the show, still be at the shows, even though she wasn't yeah. wrestling or wasn't able to perform. You know, she was, they still kept her within view of the audience. Yeah. Um, speaking of breakout stars, is there someone that the people should look out for heading into 2024? There is one that I think people should look out for on the main event scene and one on the mid-card scene. I will, I will take the main event scene first, I guess. Uh, I think Natsuki is someone to w watch out for in uh, 2024 uh, in the main event scene. I have a feeling that she she could have a pretty good run throughout the year. And I feel like this is the year where she's finally going to step into uh, like a more of a, a more of a upper mid card role than just the tag partner of Koki in uh, Royal um, and, or just a, the pin taker in Royal or if Sheikah isn't there. Like, I, I just think that uh, her and Mari is definitely made for a uh, Shinkiba first ring title defense. Uh, especially considering the fact that Natsuki's debut was against Mari back in 2021. Um, so yeah, I that is that is the main event scene, and on the mid card, uh, I would say Yu Tenshuko, uh, the the newest rookie uh, from or the most standout rookie this uh, from 2023. Mm -hmm. She um, she when she won uh, she, she won her debut match. Corrigan, uh, even though she was uh, teaming with Mari, she was the one that uh, got the pin, which was pretty big th at that time at that at that point. And I think that they are going to push her as a kind of a super rookie on the undercard. Yeah, definitely. Uh, kind uh, of like uh, Koki has been for the last year and a half. The, the uh, appointed future ace, but yeah, yeah. As you're saying, uh, I think. Anaski is definitely geared up for a big 2024. She's someone that um, she stepped out of Koki's shadow 100% uh, at the end of this year, but she's someone that doesn't get enough credit for how good she actually is. And you know, if she gets a, a, a more chances at big singles matches this year, I think she'll really get to shine and what she's really capable of. Because there was a point, there was a couple matches I believe throughout November and December. You know, she was mixing up with Miku. And I was like, man, if only they had a singles match. And the same thing with her and Misa, they were doing Lucha stuff. And I was like, come on, like, I need to see more of this. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait for her to be more of a, a, a fixture on the on the card. Yeah. But uh, as you were saying as well, uh, with Yui, Yui Tenshoku, 
essentially the chosen the golden child right now of this promotion. Yeah, she is. She is from the same town, uh, the same city as uh, Fuka, so it makes sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're pairing her with the ace. You know, it's like they're giving her like they're setting up for success. Hopefully, she doesn't fall flat on her face. But you know, yeah. obviously, she's still very new. She, you know, obviously, uh, I've I pointed out a couple times throughout some episodes. She still looks very green, no pun intended, but like she can tell she's not very confident in her move, a lot of her movements yet. So I hope she's able to develop more in 2024. Yeah. And uh, she's just, I, I just think that she will improve a lot throughout the year. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's, she's definitely someone to look out for. If not, Miku would drag her through the mud. I can guarantee you. Yeah. yeah. Miku, would, Miku would not accept failure. Especially if she's going to team with her. <laughs> yeah, you can't lose. But yeah, as, you know, we've talked a lot about you know, Acris and, you know, it's it's charm, it's shine, it's cozy environment. But for you, what makes Acris feel special? Oh, it's it's got to be like following uh, the wrestler's journey from the start. Like, I can say now that I have seen, I've seen every Koki match because I have followed her since her debut. Because that was when I started watching Actress Girls with Velke, uh, and I just uh, it the fo- uh, that is always something I love love for- with watching wrestling is following a wrestler's whole journey. Like rookie wrestling is some of my favorite wrestling in in all of wrestling, and it's just to see the improvement over the months and over the show the shows that goes on and on. It it really just helps you form a connection with the wrestlers and like I am I am just after one and a half year now uh, two a little under two years of watching actress girls I would say I am very attached to a quite few of the roster members (laughs) Uh, and that is just such a good part of watching wrestling is to get invested in your favorites and stuff like that and Seeing them improve and uh, seeing if you they need changes. Uh, like right now, I admit that uh, Koki is in dire need of a heel turn <laughs> because she she is uh, kind of spinning her wheels right now in in uh, in the Royals. It it will be. It's always and all the units, of course, is something that I will always love in wrestling. So yeah. The long-term part of it is what I what makes it special. Their, their yeah. commitment to the long-term. Yeah, for better or for worse, especially in Joshi wrestling, you know, following someone from the start of the career to the end, whenever it may be, you know, sometimes it's heartbreaking, sometimes we get to see them ride off into the sunset beautifully. But yeah. there's something special about watching someone's humble beginnings and then, you know, eventually when they develop into this ace or, you know, workhorse that we, we come to adore. There's something special about that. Yeah, for sure. And um, as you were saying about Koki, yeah, it definitely does feel like, you know, especially when she took that tainted win uh, over Miku to put herself in the triple threat for the number one contendership. Um, yeah. You know, there's there's definitely something there, and they can play it up, like, much how they did with Utami in the cage match, where it was like, okay, this is a slow build. It's like, oh, is she going to turn? What's going to happen? Yeah. You know, you can see you could, they could keep playing off her frustrations of losing. And, you know, what what's like uh, Chika... When um when Chico was losing a lot and Natsuki told her you know, if you keep losing if you lose again you're out they could do something like that but instead of you know giving her that ultimatum uh, not not seeing just kicks her out yeah 
it, I, 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 I am looking forward to a lot of the stuff uh, that mm. they might do this year. Yeah. And we talked a lot about that on Aqua Stage. Me and yeah. me and Velke and uh, uh, Rich talked so much about it. So mm. Definitely, definitely go back and listen. I, I will plug that forever because that like there is where you get my full thoughts on the 2023. I, like I'm very like I w- don't want to go too long here. <laughs> oh no, we're we're not gonna take too long, but yeah, like in and then too. Like let's say uh, if she gets removed from the royal or she leaves or whatever, and if she's just a loser at the time, you know, we, uh, Jijoshu can come in and be like, hey, when you were when we helped you, you won, and they consider yeah. something there. But yeah, uh, we considered. I would consider Beast Rebellion a more optional for her, uh, option for her, but uh, Jadoshi also makes sense. Well, just because um, that history there of them, you know, that's the reason why she won the match was. Yeah, um, yeah. She she knew it too. Like she saw what happened. Yeah. Um, uh, they sh- they definitely should follow up on that, and I I have faith in that they will because they they're very good at following up with stuff yeah. like that. Actress girls rewards your viewing with their continuity. Except if your name is Kyoka Iwai, because that was just confusing. <laughs> she's, just the, she's just the big show. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> yeah, as we, we begin to wind down here, how was your... I know, we, I know we touched on it briefly, like we're like watching stuff as a community, make enhances the experience, but what's been your personal viewing experience throughout the year? Uh, well, I've watched every show uh, with Valky in our Discord. Uh with basically us having a almost commentary track uh, to 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 the show for people to join in the voice chat and watch the show with us, uh, they don't they don't usually uh, participate in the voice chat of it all, but they they will react to what we they hear us say. Uh, I it is something I really love uh, is just to to watch that uh, the actress girl shows with LK because we have all of our inside jokes there and we have helped a lot of people get into the promotion uh through those uh, uh watch alongs and that has helped so much like there there is so much interest in actress girls in our podcast in our um uh discord because of that uh because like me and Valky are so like always on with wanting to stream the shows and watch them together all all together and like just talk about them, uh, and that that has that spun itself into me and Valky doing a show together that is monthly on the YouTube channel, and, and which is just amazing because me and Valky have always wanted to work for uh, together on something like that, so it just fits. Um, so yeah, that's my favorite part of watching it. Uh, it's just like I I. I know I've seen a couple of the shows and I know I've gone back and watched a lot of the matches alone and they have, they still hit the same, of course. They, they're still they're still good wrestling, but it just enhances it to watch it uh, in in those watch-alongs. Uh, so yeah, definitely DM me on the, uh, on Twitter if you guys want to invite uh, to that Discord. <laughs> it's a great one. Yeah, it's definitely a beautiful thing, like cultivating a community around a promotion that deserve so much more than they get like obviously you know they have the whole thing where like it's not wrestling but you know we know what it is and you know with the changeover and everything that was happening we weren't too sure about what was going on but now that we're here and we've seen what they've been able to do with this young roster and you know the excitement we have heading into 2024 it's a beautiful thing what actress is doing right now yeah 
I I really I'm really hyped for 2024. Yeah, same here. I can't wait to talk about it more with you throughout the year. But thank you so much, Sandra, for coming on and doing this with me. Yeah, hell yeah. Uh, there's a lot of people that you still have to talk with, so I don't want to take too much time. <laughs> no worries. This is all in my hands, and I have to sit here and thankfully i'm able to do this you know i have the time and the energy to do this kind of thing and set this all up and i'm happy that i'm able to do this but yeah thank you for coming on please let the people know where they can find you uh you can find me at uh sondra bjorn uh bjorn on twitter i am the only sondra that talks about pro wrestling that is my gimmick uh you will not find another sondra who talks about pro wrestling i promise uh and uh yeah you can also listen to Actress uh, Stage, our, my podcast about Actress Girls, on the Five Star Network YouTube channel, uh, which you can find uh, at the Five Star Network uh, Twitter account also. So, yeah, that's me. Thank you very much for coming on. And please help us welcome your co-host of Actress Stage, Velke. Welcome to the finale of the Actors Girl Super Show. I am your host, Sonoda. And joining me to close out the show, Velke. How are you doing, Velke? Hey, I'm great. I'm the final one because I'm the most important person ever. <laughs> Indeed you are. Not only are you the most important person, but you are also now a host of the new show, Actors Stage. Yes. Uh, we have done three episodes so far. We are, like, monthly. And we do a review of the previous month because we do not think that there's enough uh, stuff to talk about to do it uh, more often. And the and up to, uh, the one thing that we think uh, actors goes should uh, improve on is the upload schedule. It's you don't know what you when you're going to get a show. In two days, maybe, sometimes. In 14 days, maybe, sometimes. It's weird. It is very weird. It's, uh, we, we all rejoiced when the Corican went up in a timely manner. Yeah. That was very good. Because uh, the last episode we did, uh, me and my co-host, Sondra, uh, we invited uh, such a brony, Rich, onto the show to do uh, the Corican Hall review and like the whole year ender uh in like awards uh awards and so on uh and it was fun it was as long as i think we uh needed to have it long and we talked a lot about the year that was and especially about miguano because i think 2023 for actress girls was the year of miguano but we will get to that you will indeed it was a very pivotal year. This year was great for them. But I'll start us off here. Let's talk about what made us a fan of the promotion. I'll start oh. off with my little story, and then I'll let you go off about yours. Okay, okay. I'm I'm very interested what what made you a fan, because I know other people, but I have never heard why you started watching. Yeah, because uh, throughout the show, you'll hear I give time for everybody else to explain. So since, since this is the finale, me and you are going to go back and forth with our thoughts. Oh, oh that's good. I'm so happy that I'm going to be the last one. It's great. All right. So for me, um, mine was not necessarily Acris Girls. It was Acris Adjacent. But I was fascinated with the existence of Shallow, right? I saw these, like, cool space pirates. I was like, what the hell is this? 
and then I found out it's ARG. And obviously, I had, I know I knew what Acris was, you know, going back to the Miyuki days and stuff like that. But you know, obviously, Mari, as we know right now, she's a very captive, very captivating person. You know, and then seeing what Naru did, you know, Naru as Otto, she was still doing the moonsault back then. And then little did I know about Anemone, who who is the who is now Natsuki. This, you know, they they were the ones that like kind of caught my attention, and then like we all like most of us did. Went to Sad Jabroni and asked him what, what what was going on, what's this about? So that's how I kind of got started into this world of Acris. Yeah, that's that's such an interesting story because it's it's like slightly like from different vector. I did not expect that to be honest. Yeah, it's a little interesting because like it, you know, everybody mostly like a lot of people nowadays, especially they get caught up and they see Koki, and then that's what grabs their attention. But I was like, I saw Shello on the timeline one day, and I was like, yeah, I need to find out what this is. So, yeah, instead of posting just single word Koki, we were posting single word Clam, nothing more. And it was enough. <laughs> Clam. And she, she, she still lives the gimmick in Fortnite. She does the Zoidberg crab. Yeah, dance. yeah, yeah. She still does. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. That was my story. How about yours? Ah, uh, it's funny because I'm probably one of the like the most veteran years of uh, actress girls who still watches wrestling because first time I've learned about actress girls was in 2016. Uh, it was during the crossover with, uh, with Stardom, uh, the first one. And I'll read you a card of the match, a card that was the first time I've ever seen an actress girl in the ring. So it was on the on the March sixth, oh sorry, the March, uh, yeah, March sixth, uh, two thousand sixteen. Stardom Grow Up Stars, two thousand sixteen, and Shinkiba first rank, uh, in which first actors girls was in the opening match, and it was uh, a five way match with Karyone Yama beating Alex Lee, Azumi, Haruka Kato, Harukaze, uh, from Gun Pro right now, and Natsumi Maki. Uh, in singles match, Kagetsu beat Hiromi Mimura. In tag team match, J.K. Green, which is Jungle Kiona and Momo Watanabe, beat Mayu Iwatani and Star Like It. And the, more, mo- the most important match of this show is uh, Kerry Hojo uh, beating Sauri Ano in 11 minutes in the first uh, like challenge match for Sauri Ano because uh, both uh, Sakaguchi and Rossi and Hota were very high on Sauriano, of course. Everyone could see why. And she had her like trial, se- trial series in Stardom, and it was like start with the uh, capital A and uh, like the normal letters ST, capital A, RT. And in the main event, like, which is not more important. Although, interestingly enough, Hiro Matsumoto and Eo Shurai beating Oled Otai, which was the Caitlyn Diamond and Viper, uh, managed by Arte Asukawa. So Ooh. I basically watched, uh, that was like one of the first shows that was uploaded onto Star World when they started the service. Uh, Sony went back and uploaded a few shows like I think Stardom started. Oh, maybe no. Stardom started in 2015. Oh, oh, actually, it does not really matter. But this was the first time I've watched, uh, like the oldest match of any actress girl that I watched. So basically, I've like I've knew about them in 2016, but 
they were unavailable. Uh, then later down the line, I've watched them through Real Hero uh, uploading uh, seething shows uh, from and actors goes from Samurai TV uh, onto uh, onto the drive, and I watched basically watched sorry Anna's reign while she was the ice queen of of uh, actors girls and that was like why i became a fan like a real fan it was thanks to Sariano and himeka uh those two were like my two vectors into the fandom so yeah i'm seven years fan and going seven years deep thank you himeka and thank you Sariano. Yeah, especially Sariano. He make a game later down the line. Yeah. And what what a coincidence too with that Kyrie Sariano thing coming full circle this year. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's why they were calling the restart. It was because of that like the tech uh, the the challenge series. That's that's why they were called restart because it was stardom actress. So restart start. That that, that was the reason for that. Awesome. Always love to see a good play on words. But as we as we move along here, what was your favorite moment from 2023? Oh, so you you start. Okay, I'll start. Mine was uh, Sakura and Mizushima pinning Act not once but twice. Oh right. Yeah. No, not just for the fact that Sakura winning, but like this for them, you know, because the first one was in January, so for them to see her potential so early on and then capitalizing on it, not only Act. You know, giving her the big rub of you know getting pin, getting pinned by her, but the second one in March, you know, the same situation kind of came up where she got head kicked again by her tag team partner. Where she, you know, she uh, reversed the roll up attempt the second time, uh, countered the unprettier, but then Sakura got her again. So it was not like it was the same thing where it's just oh, Act got hit by her teammate and then she lost again. Second time she was prepared and she still got caught, and that's yeah, what led into the singles match. And, that's you know that's a great moment. That's a great moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then that you know that setting up her for the rest of the year, which is now you know everybody sees the potential of soccer in Mizushima. Yep, the Miz uh, rules on. Yes, she does. Uh, for me, it was probably uh, when Miku Ano got the belt in her hands for the first time. Uh, it was not the tournament. It was. Did she. Did the belt arrive for the Chiaki match? I think yes, I believe so. Yeah, I, I think, think it was it that, that day they presented it with their. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that was the moment of the year for me because what was missing in 2022 was the belt. It was the top prize, it was the, like, the symbol of the promotion. Because whatever they say about if they are the performance art or whatever, they still wrestle. And for wrestling to work, they, there has to be a top prize for the wrestlers to fight for. Otherwise, all of the conflict that uh, is being solved in the ring with wrestling uh, feels fake, which of course it is. But you, you know what I mean. Like it. Yeah. Without something to fight for, uh, you have to uh, create uh, a lot of angles and yeah. character work, and it does not really work. Uh, in 2022, 
early year of the 2022. It was easy because it was a lot of the rookies proving themselves against the veterans. Uh, so that was fine, debuts and like them trying to figure everything out. But after the first Kuraken, it felt like we need the belt. We need it. And when they got it, and when the, when Miku got it in her hands, that was the moment for me this year. Yeah, that really so solidified the moment. Like, we're here now. Yes, yes. This is 2023. It's her year, and she will rule it. I'll throw in a bonus question here for you now that we're, you know, we're on this topic. You know, we mentioned Sariana earlier. She was the inaugural Echo's Girls champion back then. And then now with Miku's reign, did you notice any similarities between the two? Yes, because everyone had to, like, uh, both of them were, like, these aloof, unbeatable, completely unbeatable, and basically nothing can touch them. So... They both were so above the rest of the roster that they were they were the goal for the roster to climb for, to fight for, and to try to like to face even not just if, to try to beat them, but even to be able to face them in one to one, and it's like a huge challenge for the roster members. So yeah, I think they were similar. The the personalities are of course different where with Miku we can see the the cherishing of inflicting pain while she kicks someone in the head or something like that. With Sauri Anno it was like the rest of the roster was beneath her, which is not what Miku usually uh, how Miku usually feels. Like there's there's different approaches uh to the same like the this ace persona uh, champion, so like similar but slightly different. The 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 colors help, like the blue and blue black versus uh, red uh, is is very like the very opposite colors, and it helped a lot to uh, distinguish this, these two champions who are on the surface very similar. Yeah. I can see that, and obviously, uh, it is in Miku's contract to inflict punishment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Every time she sees Koki's head, it's a target. Yeah. Now that we're, now that we're here, we'll talk about our favorite matches. Mine, I really, as we talked about a little bit off air, like, I really don't have one. I've been struggling to pick one out of the crowd. But, you know, special shout out to that three-way tag we had, Miku Mari, Koki Natsuki, and Asahi, and Misa Matsui, the second ever Teppin match. Yes. That was that great. one was it. That one was excellent. But I'll have to give mine to Misa Matsui versus Miku Aono for the AWG Championship. I'll get into it later when it comes to my uh, another topic we bring up. But what was your favorite match? Okay, so uh, it this as you've said, it was difficult to like to narrow it down. There's there's like I think the two battle royals at the start of the year and the end of the year are one of the best like continuity matches that I've ever seen but as a match and as a singular performance within the match it's Asahi versus Miku Ano um, the championship match they had that started with Asahi being the first person to pin Miku while she was the champion and that match was amazing both of them did 
everything in their power to play off what they are, what their moveset is, and what like they their personalities are supposed to be. And Miku Ano in this complete absolute rule mode which she was in this match was the peak was the peak of her power. Like this was Miku Ano in twenty twenty three and it was the best match for me in Atlas Garros this year. Awesome. And uh, t- another another note about Miku is, you know, as we talked about earlier with the rain, it, she really brought that prestige of getting to where it was like, an accomplishment in itself. Not, you know, simply f- the fact of getting to challenge for it. You don't even necessarily need to be the champion in this promotion, but just getting to her means a lot. Yes. Uh, the, that was really well, uh, re- real well done with the booking of the rookie tournament immediately after the first uh, uh, tournament for the uh, championship because it showed the showed the audience that to get the title shot you have to win a tournament which is great because it was not just the the first title shot immediately went to i don't know mari or someone like that mm-hmm. it was chiaki had to fight through other people who also wanted the title shot against Miku, which is very important to establish the prestige of the title immediately, even though it was a Chinkiba, it still was an important match. Yeah, considering her lack of singles matches this year, only having 14, losing two, once to Maru at the Jody's Produce show, and then to Miku at the end of the year for the championship. But, you know, those those victories that people picked up uh, against her in tag matches, like we said, Asahi, and then later down the line, you know, Koki, you know, skyrocketed the to them not necessarily straight to contention but for a chance for number one contendership yes exactly it it was hard to uh to be actually a, ch- a challenger who had a ch- who stood the chance um i think we were when we previewed the korok and uh, we said that mari is the first who has the real chance and she won the title so yes she was the first who had a real chance yeah, and then we got the surprise of Act stepping up for a challenge too, which is a big moment yes. in the year. Yes, uh, both uh, Act and Iria, uh, Ayano, Ayano Iria were surprising because uh, I thought that Act does not want the title shots. Uh, she's she's like moved on from wanting to be on top of the card. I don't know, maybe maybe she yeah. was convinced, maybe she wants wants to, but like. The promotion doesn't want her to. I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but that was yeah. the feeling I got. It seems like there's a resurgence in act right now. You know, with the as I've talked about earlier with soccer, like giving her those two big wins and then her stepping up to challenge Miku. It felt like there's a fire that got lit under act yes. once again. Yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Like there was there was this need to prove that she can still do it. Yeah, and speaking of act, uh, actress of the year, I wanted to give a special shout out to Act Yasukawa. Uh, for not only what she's done for these uh, for actress girls and the girls in general, you know, not only in the ring but in life as well, mentoring a lot of these girls, helping them out as women, not just performers. But you know, the fact you know her helping Ayano establish herself by being so closely associated with her in Beast Rebellion, you know, setting her up for that leader role, you know, as she takes her time to go on her excursion to the U.S. in a few in a couple months. But uh, as previously stated, you know, given those. Two big moments of Sakura helping her establish herself as a threat. So you know those. That's my special uh, honorable shout out 
for act, but obviously can't pick anybody else in this category except Miko Ono. Yes, exactly. Uh, I have the same choice. I also would like to uh, acknowledge the uh, two work actors who covered it. It was not just uh, Ayano Uye or Sakura Mizushima. It was from the start. It felt like she's there to help. It's mm-hmm. she's not there to win. When they like when last uh like last year when they started doing the factions, it was Act who was uh, losing in the tag matches uh, uh, with Beast Rebellion. It was not Ayano Iria or anyone else. It was Act. So even though she was the leader of the unit, she was willing to lose matches. Uh, while in the unit versus unit matches or tag matches. So that's very important because it established that Ayano is not her second. Ayano is her protege and she will take over what the role that Act has, which was extremely important for Ayano area and it gave her a lot, a whole lot. Ayano is someone that's been set up for success and deserves any stuff. She's worked hard, you know. When she first started, when she first debuted, you know, she was this, you know, bubbly, cute girl. Now she's established persona that she has now. And it's really working for her. She's really put it all together. Yes, she did. I think that, the, sadly, uh, she still lacks in the in-ring uh, side of the thing, which will come uh, mm-hmm. with time because she has everything else. Because... Uh, if you rank the title matches uh, Miku had, I think... A lot of people would agree that uh, Ayano Iria's match was the like the weakest of them all. It's it's also because it was in Osaka's 176 box, so there's also that. Like there's a difference when you are Arte Askawa and you are facing Miku Ano in Korakan Hall with 1,000 people, or if you are uh, Ayano Iria and you are facing Miku Ano in front of maybe 200 people in Osaka 176 box. So there's that. So she still yeah. has the she still has uh, space to grow too, but she has uh, a lot of potential for the future. I don't think I don't think it will be. We will see it in early twenty twenty four. I think we will see it in late twenty twenty four and early twenty twenty five. But as you said, actress of the of the year one hundred percent Miku Aono. You cannot vote anyone else. This is her category to win. Like. If someone boots someone else, I I'll have to like question their uh their choices. There is two votes for two other people. Oh, okay, okay. So I'll I'll need to find those people out and beat them up. All right, thank you. <laughs> One was Ayano Irie. Okay. And the other was Mari. Oh, all right, all right, okay, okay. That's that's fine. That's fine. You have to praise Mari. You can't. Yeah, yeah. I know, I know. We have to. Yeah. And I just want to uh, talk about Miku for a second. You know, I always gush about, you know, when we talk about her, you know, her moveset just keeps evolving, kept evolving throughout her reign. You know, she didn't just rely on one finisher, much like when Danielson came into AEW and used any matches with multiple moves. You know, Miku's moveset has, like, expanded, you know, endlessly this year. And she started, you know, obviously she had her Larius from before. She had her butterfly suplex. Then she started adding things like the stroke, you know, the, the styles clash and things like that. You know, just seeing, you know, then she ended up busting out a backdrop suplex hole for a victory. You know, you never know what's going to come out of her in a, in a match. Yeah, it's very interesting how she does matches, uh, especially her finishing stretch, because you never know what actually is a finishing stretch or not. Uh, because there's this uh, level of violence that 
is constant throughout her whole matches and uh it it feels like it can end at any time with almost any move uh she yeah. has so that's very like that's that's very positive for uh for her uh during this reign we're gonna mm-hmm. see what what she'll do next year. I'm very interested because like there's All no right, way she can fail. But yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? And as she sweeps the legs, and there's always a looming threat of the lariat. But as we keep it pushing here, a uh, breakout star. This one, uh, I thought I was gonna be alone in this category, but someone else uh, chose my pick as well. But mine is Misa Matsui. You oh. know, obviously she's been around for a while. I'm not thinking this straight like this year, like only this year, you know. Yes. But I think this year, really for her, she this is the year she's finally able to really put everything together. Because uh, if you go back and look at her earlier stuff, you know, she's still not quite like she's still Misa Matsui, but she's not Misa Matsui yet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree. I think Asahi helped her a whole lot. The yeah, the veteran Ice Ribbon Goblin helping out the not as veteran uh, actress Ghost Goblin. Yeah, they are great fit together. I'm I'm so happy that Asahi joined and with Misa to make Japan instead of Asahi going to Beast Rebellion as I was uh, as I was expecting. Or like yeah. forming faction with Miku. Oh, that would have been a whole different story. Yeah, it would have the whole promotion would have been completely different. Yeah, there you know, there's questions surrounding the formation of Tappan. Not if it would uh succeed, but you know, just the fact that how they would coexist with, with the dual leadership, you know. With yes. the Eagles class or anything like that. But no, uh, Misamato, and then, you know, speaking of all that, and then as I mentioned earlier about my favorite match of the year, it was the title match because the whole overarching story of, you know, Miku being appointed the ace by everybody and Misamato basically scoffing at him. They're like, why her? Why is she the ace? You know, basically, you know, getting in her face and, you know, challenge, challenging her for the title of ace and then, you know, working her way up to the title match. And then quickly getting humbled by Miku and finding out why she is days. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, for me, the breakout star of this year is Chiaki. Uh, while she was strong in 2022, I think 2023 really established who, who and what she is. Uh, and it was the early part of the year with her turning on Royal, the Royal and joining Beast Rebellion, which, like, made this year for her but it was especially later in the year i think it was october november when she had these interactions with natsuki in their tag matches against each other and they have a magic between them like there's this i don't know how to describe it there's this energy when they are in the ring together because they are so opposite each other, and it works so well with each other, and they both are willing to take hits that other wrestlers would not be able or not be willing to take, and not just in actress goals, like elsewhere. Like Natsuki does not, uh, if she's with Chiaki, she does not put her hands up against head kicks. So and Chiaki as well, like they kick each other in the head over and over again, like they uh, they either trust each other or like they have like this pissing contest with, uh, with each other. So that's why I think Chiaki is the breakout star of the year. Breakout star of the year. If we combine it with she's one of the few real rookies uh, that got the shot against Miku. So that's my 
quote. Yeah, she was the first person to get a shot at me. Too, yes, actually. exactly. Yeah. And speaking of Natsuki, a break, uh, someone to look out for in 2024, I wanted to give a special mention to Natsuki because I feel like she's someone who is on the cusp of showing the world what she's fully capable of, but she hasn't really got the opportunity to yet. I'm hoping she gets that in 2024. So you think she's one of the first defenses of Mari? We'll see how we get there. She very much could be if she, you know, if they set up a tournament and she wins it. Yeah, I would love them to set up the uh, set up another tournament uh, for to crown the first challenge for Mari because I think that's that's a good precedent to have. Yeah, they need to figure out like a name for it because they can't do rookie. And, they can't do a rookie tournament again because yeah, yeah, they're not rookies again. Should, should but, do something else. Yeah, but for my actual person that. I want to give my vote for for who to look out for is Riku Fukunaga. Yeah. You know, as someone that, you know, unfortunately she was out of sight, out of mind for a while, but for a good portion of the year due to her injury, but you know, her aura can't be denied. Her mix, her style mix of uh, Natsumi Sumikawa and Arisa Hoshiki can really captivate crowds. And with the spot opening up in Beast's Rebellion with ACT going on uh, excursion, you know, she's really primed and ready to really step up and succeed in 2024. Yeah, the the thing she needs is the booking support. I think she needs it a lot because uh, of the way how she was uh, away from the promotion. She was present at the uh, at the events or so and so on. So we we've always seen her around the ring, but she was like there and not doing anything. Actually, she was managing, but not really managing. So mm-hmm. I I agree with you that she's one of the few one of the people who who we need to keep our eyes on. But I will choose uh, I will choose someone uh, different because I think that uh, Sakura Mizushima should be another Mari challenger. Depends what Mari championship road should be. I would love it. I would love it if she does. Uh, like the newer wrestler route, at least for several several challenges. So I want her to do Natsuki. I want her to do Sakura. I want her to do Naho, and who else? Chiaki again, maybe, or maybe Rico would would be really really interesting, really fun if she did multiple. Yeah. Uh, if she did multiple, multiple people, multiple people like that, kind of like hit the people that Miku missed. Yes, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I don't want her to face Misa. I don't want her to face Asahi. Mm-hmm. I don't want her to face uh, Natsumi. I want her to face the newer people because I want them to have this longer singles match on their uh, resume because I think a lot of them need it, uh, yeah. and it would help them a lot. Uh, so that's what I, uh, the person I want to look out for the most is Sakura Mizushima. Yeah, and then as soon as you said Sakura, like my my brain immediately, I saw Miku versus Sakura in a, in Korokin. I don't know if they'll ever give him that spot, but that would be an incredible sight to see. Yeah, 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 that would be great on the like first from the top or something like that. That would be a great match. That'd be amazing. Let's talk about what makes Actor Show so special. You know, obviously. You know, we're all here for a reason. But for me, it's the this the cozy environment, you know, the characters. You get to, you know, you watch a few, sh- it takes a couple shows and you start getting acclimated with everybody and then you start to see new faces pop up. Like you can watch a set of shows and then, 
you know, the next month, you know, you see like four new faces that you didn't even know existed. Like you might miss a Naru, you know, a Togi, you know, a Rico Fukunaga, who unfortunately, as we mentioned before, the way her booking was, you know, even in the matches she had in the past month, she had like maybe four, but then she really didn't do much in the matches. So you may not see her. Just the, that cozy environment, the characters, the faces, and the old school rivalry unit feel to it. That's for me what makes Actress Girls feel special. Uh, for me, it's the really straightforward and like really down to the basics uh, booking. Mm-hmm. It's the it's what a lot of promotions do bad badly because they like try to do these very difficult setups for stuff. In Actress, it's extremely simple. Like you can follow people winning and losing matches. Uh, from one month to another, very easily because it's it's uh, it's there on the card. You said how how it's going to go. You it all makes sense. Uh, I I will I will now for several years always go back to the setup of the freeway to set up the number one challenge uh, uh, contender for Miku for the Korakan for the last Korakan of the year like that. Booking the month before was brilliant. It was amazing and it was great. And this like this simplicity in the in the promotions uh uh direction it's a big part of what makes me such a big fan of the promotion. Uh, and also the characters also seeing the people grow up and be better and better at wrestling is one of the biggest and best like the uh, awards for a long-term fan uh, like I am. So watching the people debut and stumble and lose their ways in the match and then a year later you watch them and they are like consummate professionals. It's great. It's such a rewarding experience. Rewarding is a perfect word for that. But yeah, as we're, you know, as we're talking about, you know, the booking as you said, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yes, exactly. Yeah, as we talked about earlier, you know, with their favorite matches, you know, yours, Asahi and uh, Miku, Asahi pinned Miku, she got a title shot. Yeah, exactly. Chiaki, Chiaki won a tournament and got a title shot, and the tournament brackets were perfectly, like, done. Like, they mm-hmm. were, like, you would not have done them better. They, the, the, all the matches were about uh, a knee. Like the matches were about the knee, but on one side, the person who was surviving the knee attacks was Chiaki, on the other side, the person who was doing the knee attacks was Naho. And they, then they met in the finals, and it was about the knee. Like limb work, it was throughout the whole tournament, was about a limb work of a knee, and the finals was about the knee. Again, it's like wrestling is very simple. A continuity, please. You know, and there was no briefcase. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hate, hate, hate briefcases. <laughs> no briefcase. I no, no. The briefcase that <clears throat> I hate briefcases. Yeah. No, please no. <laughs> As we begin to wind down here, let's talk about our personal viewing experience, slash live experience, if we have any. Uh, yeah, I. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I I was in. I was at Actors Girls shows three times on two of my trips. First was uh, from uh, on the 31st of 
of December 2019. Uh, that was the first show I've attended live for Actress Girls. Then they had the first show of the 2020, which was on, I think, the 8th or 9th of uh, January in Chinki. Both shows were in Chinkiba. And then I was uh, last year at the first show of the year at Kitazawa Town Square. Uh, both very different experiences because one is Shinkiba show, which is like remodeled warehouse in the logistic district, uh, which is there just for wrestling. And the other is actual town hall. So we had to go to, uh, without Chris, I would have not been able to go to that show because you had to like fill out a questionnaire for the town hall. And then you were able to buy tickets. So without Chris, I would not be able to do that. Shinkiba is, is great, but they are no longer. Uh, oh, uh, they are still doing Shinkiba. Shinkiba is great. You cannot miss the warehouse if you go to right the direction. There's so Shinkiba on it. <laughs> yeah, there's John sign on it. And you can see it from the main street because it's like side. Uh, it, it's a, it, it's in a side street in the warehouse district, so you cannot miss it. And one of the things that I will forever remember for from that first show that I was I went live is Miku Ano's kicks. Because if you watch her kickstands, she always looks like she's slapping her thigh, but she never does because she doesn't need to because her. Th- her kicks sound like she's hitting someone with a trunk of a tree. Yeah. And the kicks are deadly. Yeah, those kicks like reverberate inside of you. It's yeah. it's it was you like can't... I was like the poor day who was taking those kicks on that show on the first show I went to, it was like, oh my goodness. Uh by the way, that show that I went to was the last show Sauri Ano had for actress girls. Uh part of history. Which, yeah, yeah. Because she's the first actress I watched, so very everything nice. comes full. Everything keeps coming full. Yes, <laughs> and uh, she bumped like a mad woman for Himeka and uh, Miyuki in that match. In, in the in the main event of the show was uh, uh, Sariano and uh, Hota versus uh, versus the beginning, so Miyuki Takase and Himeka. So that I, sounds like it's amazing. That that's an amazing match. If you have never seen it, go watch it. It's 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 such a great match. It's such a great match. Yeah, Miyuki is a very dangerous woman. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 so good. Yeah, uh, funny enough too. In uh, early in the show, Jeff brought up the same point. He was there at the show, and Miyuki kicked Koki in front of him, and he wins. Like he held his breath. He was like, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah." It's jeez. <laughs> I don't know how they are. Why they? Why the wrestlers take those kicks? Like I, I would not. I would. Say, I would say no, sister. This does not work for me, sister. I am not taking that. Please go yeah. away. <laughs> the more I hear about the live Miku experience, the more I'm just like fascinated with the fact that you know I met Act earlier this year, and I was start. I the starstruck hit me afterwards, but it feels like her presence is so big that you'll, you'll get starstruck as well if you when you see Miku. Yeah, the. I am not the one who like goes to get the portraits or something like that. Mm-hmm. I'm just like it's it's I I don't like to do that. I I I go to wrestling mm-hmm. to watch wrestling. Yeah, I, you're there for the the sport. Yeah, 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 yeah. I 
I don't go there to like form the uh, the parasocial relationships with the people who perform, but uh, like I did buy uh, a portrait from Act and from Koki, and I thank them both for wrestling they do, and told told them that I'm a big fan, uh, and I I especially thanked Act um, because. Uh, she she was able to see like I was like b- trying to explain that she's very important for my fandom. Uh, I think I was unable to do that. At least it was not as bad as when I was trying to explain to Arisa Nakajima that she's the best wrestler in the world and then that I adore her. And, and yeah, that was that was awful. I <laughs> <laughs> was like hey. I I I was stumbling over my words. Poor woman, she doesn't speak English. <laughs> She's just smiling and nodding. Yeah, exactly. She was like, oh, this dumb foreigner. What what does he want? <laughs> uh, that's a beautiful moment. But as we close it out here, please, okay, tell us about the yen and tell us where the people can find you. Okay. I am Valke Bracha on Twitter. Uh, if you want to follow me and read me, uh, shout very loudly in the uh, using capital letters about the match that I'm watching uh, when I'm doing beating or randomly shitting on US wrestling because that's what I do uh, or being a big doomer about New Japan Pro Wrestling that's also what I do uh, or if you just want to see a dummy who because he doesn't want to argue with people about their taste in wrestling because I think that's as obje- as subjective as it is I cannot like fault anyone who likes something so the only thing that I can argue with people is the objective numbers. So I'm the weirdo who tries to translate all the financial statements of the different wrestling companies in Japan. So I have, so I can beat someone with objective facts over the head. Follow me there. Also, I have a podcast with Sondra. Uh, we talk about, as I said at the start of uh, this segment, as I uh, we talk about actress. Uh, the month in Actress Girls, it's called Actress Stage. But much more important, today went out a second episode of AEW. Oh, no. All Boys. <laughs> the All Boys. All Boys. The All Boys uh, uh, released the second episode, which we, which nobody expected because they said that they will preview the Kurakans. So if you are listening to this, please go listen to A. W boys D. That's um, A-W-B-O-Y-Z, not in Yes. Uh, from Rich, Sir Jabroni, and Chris, Chris Dukeli. Uh They will offer the perspectives that no one else can because Chris was their wife. And he goes to a lot of shows in Japan and is very important resource similar to Rich, to everything Actress. So, even if you do not listen to Actress stage, you should go listen to our boys. Yeah, big shout out to the boys. Big shout out to the boys. They do good work. Yeah, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you as well. No problem. And thank you all for listening to the Actress Girls Super Show, and we'll see you all next time. Yeah.